If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome, Dr. Marcia Whitaker to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you so much. Wendy, I am so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I just can't, I can't get wait to get started. Yes. So let's start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So I am Dr. Marcia Burnett Whitaker, and I am a physician. I'm also a, a life coach, and I am the CEO and founder of Infobloom Bloom Health and Life Coaching, and also the founder of Women Ready to Move Academy, where I uh, help women to break out of their their personal prison, right? That place where we've been stuck, held up. And I help them to do three things. One is to discover who they are, decide what they want, and then we get to work on delivering on their destiny. Ooh, I love the D's. I love that. I love that. So you said a, a lot of interesting things. So you are a physician. How did you transition into entrepreneurship? Right. So that's a transitioning. Uh, it's an on, ongoing process. So yes, I am a board certified in internal medicine. I did private practice for or HMO based um, clinical medicine. And then um, I've been in public health for the last 20 years while also seeing patients. And so what I noticed is that there's a shift that and I'm sure you have experienced it. There's a shift in that patient that needs to happen for them to to do the treatment, right? It's, it's kind of like you can't give a, a, a patient a treatment they don't want. I mean, they may take it in their hand, but they're not actually going to take it or do it unless they have been, they have bought into it. They have bought into the process, bought into the treatment plan. And so I think there's something that's missing in how we get from that A to, to the, to the, to the buy-in. Ooh, yes. And I think a lot, that's the problem in medicine now is that we can write the prescription, we, we can give the advice, but we are not tapping into that thing that really helps the patient take the pill or actually execute on the intervention. So I think that is key in coaching. That's where it comes in. But a lot of us uh, healthcare providers, we are not versed in coaching. 
Um, we are versed in, you know, assessing, diagnosing, planning, implementing, and evaluating, you know, and just diagnosing them. But uh, so that is key. So you are still a practicing physician and you are also, uh, you have your coaching business. So talk to us a little bit about who you work with and why you chose to work with that population specifically. Yes. So I work with professional women. And I have a heart for women, you know, mainly because I am one, right? But I also understand so intimately the struggles that we that we go through, and particularly um, our African American women. And we're 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 brought up to be what to be to be strong, right? To not to uh, not to show our emotion, not to be, not to need, not to ask. And what that does, it makes us live this life where we're always in need of something that we can't ask for. And so when you when you live life that way, you end up getting 30, 40, 50, and you realize something was missing. You you spend all this time feeding into other people, you know, your family members, which, you know, your job, your whatever, church members. But at the end of the day, you are now broken and, and busted and um and hurting and so now we, we start when you come to that realization you're like okay what do i do now and i think that's those are the women that i i i speak to because that that was what um what i lived yes that that's amazing and so true being a black woman i told that resonates with me um how has being a coach and kind of doing your own thing outside of medicine helped you be a better provider when you are with patients in a clinical setting? It has helped me both personally and as a provider. And so from a provide from a personal, you know, from a provider provider perspective, I now read people better. I always read them, but now I'm reading them in terms of, okay, what's important to them? How do I get on, uh, in my coaching program we talked about, how to get on their map? How do I? What what is their map? First of all, and how do I get on it? A lot of times we may understand someone else's map. We're like, you know what? I ain't going over there. I'm staying over here because this is what you need to do. But I'm like, you know what? Tell me how you feel about this. And so once I transition there, they don't want the medicine, and they're not going to take the medicine even if I give it to them. So why am I going to fight them on that? Let's deal with what we can work work with? What, what can we change? What, where can we partner to then get to the next, the next step? From a personal perspective, it has helped me as far as my outlook on things in terms of, um, again, what I can control. Some things I can't control and I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So and it helps all around. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and just in medicine now, you know, it's so stressful for physicians, for APPs, for nurses. As you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Stress levels are high. Burnout is, is definitely high. What would you say to providers who are listening, who are feeling stressed, burnt out, um, and just kind of falling out of love with the profession, just from, from your standpoint, being a physician and coaching, I think you have a different perspective on things um, in terms of being a healthcare provider and a coach who have helped move people forward or even out of, you know, that realm of 
focusing on what they can control and what they can't control. What would your advice be to providers listening? I'm going to use the example of me coughing. When we are, when we are struggling, what we try to do is we, we try to push through. We don't acknowledge that we just coughed. We don't acknowledge that we may actually need a minute to take a sip of water. We may need a minute to take a knee. We may need a few days, a few weeks to heal, not even to heal, to get your bearings after a family member has passed. But what we do is we're just like, you know what? I can write everyone else a, a note for work. But me, okay, I'm going to take these 12 hours and I'm going to charge back in there. Um, I remember, uh, it's been a while ago, I had a, a Saturday shift to work. And that Friday night at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I had a near choking event. I was trying to swallow this pill and it got caught. And I mean, trying to do the homelick, calling, my kids were calling um, the ambulance. My neighbor was a, <clears throat> is a, uh, a nurse practitioner, a doctor of nurse practitioner. They're calling her, they're coming over. And all of that happened and I went to work the next day, right? And so that is an example of how we do. We're like, you know what? I'm sacrificing myself. But when we sacrifice ourselves, we sacrifice ourselves and we are not able to then help somebody else. So to the burnt out or the burning out provider, take a knee if you must. Take that vacation, do the FMLA, do leave of absence, do, do, do the massage, do the, go down to, instead of being a, a, a 1.0 FTE, go to 0.8, do something where you are feeding into yourself. Take the sip of water, decide what you need, put your mask on first, and now you can go help somebody else. You bring up a really good point. It made me think of unseen trauma. So you had this traumatic experience the night before, but then you show up in your white coat like nothing happened, where psychologically it's still impacting you, but physically you're showing up to take care of the people when you're not even taking care of yourself mentally. So interesting. And I think we do it so often and so well until the nail really just, comes through and, and there's no more hiding. Um, and then that, that can look different for many people. And I think that's what we're seeing now, just with this pandemic. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. So tell us more about your program, um, y- your academy. I want to hear more about that, what you do in the academy, how can people uh, tap into you if they're interested in finding out more, how they work with you. Talk to us a little bit about the academy. Yeah, so the academy is called Women Ready to Move. And the way that it came out, <clears throat> I was in a coaching session and it was like a guided meditation kind of thing. And, um, you know, the coach had me kind of go through the whole process. And when I got to the end and she had, she said, go ahead and turn around, you know. And so in my head, I'm turning around. And what I saw, I saw women, a whole host of women on one knee about to rise up 
to get up from where they were. And it came, the thought was women, that woman was ready to move. And a lot of times in life, we know we're ready. We're ready for a change. We're ready for a shift. We're ready for that next level. But we just don't know how. We don't know. We kind of have an idea of the what. Some, so a lot of people have idea of the what. Some people just don't know yet because that's a whole nother. <clears throat> that's the second phase of this. But they just need guidance. They need structure. They need accountability. They need someone to help pull it out of them. We have everything that we need. We just need someone to help pull it out. And so I do a 12-month group coaching program that is the bomb. And just to seeing how the women are responding, how they are increasing their confidence, um, increasing their self-validation, increasing their power. And it's just, it's it, whenever I get, uh, you know, to be able to get some feedback from them, it always makes my heart warm, but I see them up and moving up and going to their destiny. Oh, and so if you're interested, um, check me out at drmarcia.com and that's um, M-A-R-C-E-A instead of an I, E instead of an I. Awesome. And I, I saw that you have a book. You're a published author. I am. I have. I co-authored a book that's already out. And I have my new book. It's called Marked from Birth. That is a solo of, um, book coming out in June, June 4th. And it is a transformational journey from flaw to fabulous. And so we all have that that flaw, right? That thing that we don't like, that we actually hate it. It caused direct, uh, you know, wrecked our life. And just thinking about it makes us say, I wish I didn't have it. And my flaw is my birthmark and on my face. And so a lot of people say, I don't even see it. I'm like, it's there. You just gotta look, right? And it it wrecked my adolescence to the place where it took probably in college. I started kind of like, I got to a point, I'm I'm through with this. People are gonna like me, whether they like it, they like me or not, whether I have the birthmark or not. But it also ran over into other areas of my life. It wasn't just the birthmark. It affected my self-esteem. It affected things that was the the threads of it are through through my entire life. But what I once I leaned into it, it's now the thing, it's now my superpower and it has transitioned me in from from where I was flawed to now where I am fabulous. And yes, you are fabulous. And I, you know, for those of you who are listening, I heard Dr. Marcia uh, Whitaker speak on stage and oh my goodness, mm, powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. Thank you. So, so she is a speaker as well. If you ever want her to come to your institution and uh, disrupt things. <laughs> I love it. Yes. She's the one to call. She's the one to call. So this has been such a, a great uh, conversation. I would love to have you back. But before I let you go, I have to do a rapid fire. Is that okay? Okay. I'm ready. Go ahead. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell me what comes to your mind. First answer. Wellness okay. means? Wellness means healthy. I know I'm stressed when? I stop eating the way I should. My go-to stress management solution is? Eating. <laughs> One thing people get wrong about me is? 
oh gosh, people get wrong about me is maybe, ooh, I don't know. Maybe, I, I guess maybe not approachable. Okay, okay. We, we, <laughs> we can go with that. If you can visit any place in the world, where would you go? Dubai is on the top of my list these days. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to Dubai as well. Yes. One word that describes you? I'm going to say fabulous. Mm, yes. <laughs> One thing you learned about yourself during this pandemic is? Strength. Mm, I love that. And the last time you had a belly laugh was? Oh, gosh. Probably this morning. What happened? Uh, I, you know how something happened on, on a social media and I posted it with, to a friend of mine and she agreed and she said something funny, sent back a meme and I just let, I just let it all out. Awesome. Awesome. And Dr. Whitaker, if there's one piece of advice you can leave for our audience, what would that be? One piece of advice. I would say, invest in yourself. We, we invest in Xbox, PlayStation, bags, red bottoms, but we don't invest in the stuff, the thing that's going to move us, that's going to remain after the Amazon package has been opened. Mm, the intangibles. Invest, invest in the mind. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, thank you so much. And we'll definitely have to have you back for a part two. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Wendy. You're welcome. Are you feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? If like so many of us, the answer is yes. Register for the free stress solution series to learn how to craft your very own personalized stress blueprint. Secure your spot at www stresssolutionseries.com Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, Go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.